1: and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad, and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello, and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today, we're joined by Fabian, and we're going to talk about VFox, a famous intratech originated from Switzerland, but active in Germany, of course, and, and I'm joined by my co-host, Vani. So we're going to double down on Fabian to find out what's cooking there and also how they're going to spend the enormous amount of money they just raised, right? So Fabian, how are you today? Very
2: good. Thanks for having me here. Looking
1: forward to our conversation. Great. So can you tell us about, a bit about yourself? How did you get to do what you do today? A lot of people would like to do it, right? <laughs> so, can you give some can you give some advice on how to get there?
2: yeah I think the the first thing is is just to actually just do it right um I think that's the most important thing not talk about it but but do it and I think that goes back to um me having grown up in Berlin originally from berlin so i' I've always been close to the startup ecosystem and have always been attracted by it and I was working a couple of years in London as an investment banker, and uh, I was thinking about what is the next uh, step after three, four years in banking, then you've seen, I think in my opinion, at least you've seen the majority of it. So I was thinking about what is the next step, right? Do I go into kind of private equity, but it's, you know, pretty similar, but just on the other side, do I go into venture capital? And when I was thinking about it, going into venture capital, then I was thinking, well, but how do I actually you know, help a company if I've never worked in one? Mm. And uh, ultimately that just led me to the fact that I need to do something myself. I need to start something myself. Um, and I was lucky enough to know Julian Tiger, one of my co-founders here back from Berlin, he's also from Berlin. So we have a friendship dating back, I don't know, about 20 years or something uh, by now, um, and he gave me a call one day and said, I have this amazing new plan, insurance. Um, and so then after looking into it, I decided to uh, actually jump ship, left everything I had in London. Um, in the beginning, moved uh, to Zurich, and that's basically how it all started.
0: So how do you and Julian complement each other?
2: I think uh, we are different. uh, We are different characters, and I think we're all bringing our Mm strengths and also our let's say, areas where the other person is just a little bit stronger. And, and as a result, I think we try to just support each other in terms of uh, empowering um, mm. empowering each other in this. And I think that goes for Julian and myself, uh, but it also goes to some of our other like co-founders, Dario, who is also an important guy uh, and also many other people and we try to live this not only amongst each other um, right but really across the entire organization so let's level set for people who maybe haven't used you yet right so what is
1: vfox and what's the problem that you're trying to solve or are you trying to delight customers at the same
2: time by solving it i don't know absolutely that needs to be the goal so VFox is a digital insurance company and what we're doing is we're using technology in order to bring a new level of customer centricity um, because By now, um, everything in today's world is is near real time. If you, I don't know, buy something online, if you order a cab, if you order food, and the expectation of customers is just a very different one. And insurance hasn't been customer-centric at all um, until recently. And we are just looking to really bring insurance from a paper-based product into a truly customer-centric product. And for this, we're using a. In, in, in our opinion, a very unique approach um, that we focus on advice and really tech enabling the human being, right? So many of the people have always been uh, telling us that human insurance agents are um, are basically dead. Our opinion is they're not dead, they're more alive than ever. Um, and by the focus of really tech enabling the human being, automating as much as we can in the back office, building customer centric products, we've been able to grow extremely fast. Um, we are this year on track to grow to more than 350 million US dollars in revenues, while actually being on track to, um, to hit profitability um, already from, from next year onwards.
0: Can you take us back to your founding days? So you said that Julian came to you with his great idea What was the first, I don't know, month, three months, like, how did you start?
2: In the the very beginning, the way it started was that, um, by chance, Dune was living in a shared flat, and one of the guys was a Bain consultant. And so he was sent uh, off to a project somewhere far away. Um, And so I was able to move into the uh, same apartment. And um, basically, there I was. Dune, at the time... In the very beginning was still working in his kind of previous company that they were just uh, selling. So he always worked from six in the morning to 6 p.m. at the other company. And then from 6 p.m. until 12 (laughs) at night together with me. And basically my workday was um, I woke up, I took a shower and I went to the living room. (laughs) And that was really the starting point. And and I think from there, we really just tried to uh, convince the best possible people Uh, to join us. I remember conversations with Googlers at the time, trying to convince them to move from Ireland uh, to Zurich, right, where we had our very first office. Um, We had interviews in this apartment Um, sometimes always a little bit weird if if you ask someone to come to your house in order to have like an interview, Um, but yeah, it, it allowed us really to start off well not spend too much money in the beginning, um, and then ultimately bring on the best, the, best possible, um, the best possible people.
1: Oh, wow. So you were actually the home office champions to begin with. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we knew it. And, uh, but I want to come back and uh, drill down a little bit about what's the problem you're solving. How does that work in, in, uh, from a customer's journey perspective, for example, and who are your target customers?
2: yeah so I think our our target customers is is pretty much everyone who, who is above 18 right and looking for insurance. Our oldest customers I think being uh, older than 80, um, with our youngest customers being being 18, and I think what we've been very much focusing on is bringing a convenience to the customer by allowing the customer to choose how they want to be advised when it comes to insurance. So it might be that there's there's customers that um, are looking for, I don't know, a health insurance, a life insurance product. These are complex products. These are products that you rarely just are able to take out online. It's significantly too complex. And here we're providing you a service that um, by being able to speak to our advisors through video conference, through phone, whatever is convenient for our end consumers, allowing them really to get the advice that is required in order to get the right insurance solution but having this in a, in a non-paper-based technical kind of way so that you can see your policies uh, on the app, you can edit it, you can raise a claim uh, directly um, in the app, you get real-time claim payouts so that you don't need to wait. Um, And that we as an insurance company are here for you 24-7, 365. And in terms
1: of product uh, verticals, you mentioned health and I guess obviously property, right? And life as well?
2: Yeah, so uh, currently as our own carrier, we're selling uh, car insurance, private liability, household pet insurance. um, And we're constantly extending um, the offering of our own products. um, But we're also selling um, products of um, third-party carriers right so we're always looking to get the best possible product to our customer base and as a result we're also offering a uh, third-party products um, especially kind of life and health and here we're currently selling um, the alliances the baslas the zurich insurances of the world so your competitive
1: advantage really is that basically you provide advice but instantly right and and uh, you cut through the paperwork right because when i first asked for a quote when i get to got to switzerland i got a an offer, like in a week's time, right? Then I send it back. It took two weeks to to get going, right? For instance, for liability insurance, so like uh, everybody in Switzerland has.
2: Yeah, so on the one hand, we're providing a much, better, um, a much better customer experience all across the entire journey of insurance. It's starting from getting a quote, from taking out a policy, from really raising a claim. We are providing a much better experience also for our advisor and broker base so that also for them, it's much easier to sell a Wefox insurance um, product um, because we're having products that specifically fit the needs of the customer, but also the advisor, for example, um, less questions when it is normal in the insurance space for a car insurance to ask 30 questions. Our products, you just need to answer five questions and we're using data from um, all kinds of different places in order to not needing to ask the customer, but really getting Um, the data from other places in order to make it as convenient um, as possible, right? And this has allowed us really to bring on a great group of customers. This has allowed us to grow much faster than the competition. And this has also allowed us to grow at a much better kind of loss ratio compared to, uh, um, to the overall market, right? And we're doing this at the same time with much lower admin costs because we had the opportunity really to when starting an insurance company to really start from scratch and using technology at every single point across all processes. That's why today already around 80% of all of our processes are automated. While if you compare this to incumbents, then around 10 to 15% of all of the processes um, are automated. And for them, it's extremely difficult to move by just like a fraction of a percentage point um, due to the way that, you know, this is it's just like a gigantic colors for us as we started from the very beginning to use um, technology across the entire spectrum of processes um, and across the entire company, we've been able to get towards this much higher automation ratio and really this, this automation ratio, this, all the this stuff that happens in the back end, in the back office mm, of insurance is, is what makes it so complex. And this allows us really to provide a much better customer experience and much better advisor experience. And obviously also then do this at significantly less cost and be on track to, um, to be profitable, right? This year for the first time across all of our countries, and then from next year as a whole organization. And that's what also makes our investor base happy. All right.
0: Fabian, how do you guys make your money? How do you think about unit economics and scale?
2: Yeah, very important. Um, we do um, we generate revenues through two ways. On the one hand, we generate commissions from selling third-party insurance products. Um, on the other hand, we um, generate revenue by selling our own products and hence receiving, um, hence receiving the uh, the premium directly from um, from the customers. And on our own products, um, really, we by using data we um, can curate the products and hence we can offer products that are cheaper to the customers while still making a higher margin. Right, and the way that we do this is by by really understanding what is the risk of a certain customer. And as a result, if the customer is less risky, we can also offer a lower price to the specific customers while still making a good margin also on the specific customer. This has allowed us really to have superior unit economics. Um, This has allowed us really to get on this track that we, um, with our own book, have already shown profitability for the first time in 2020. So. Last year, it was very small, it was already profitable last year on our own book. Um, and it really allows us to be on track to um, have country profitability also uh, this year, and then be on track to next to this really strong growth, right? Don't forget we're growing this year from around 140 million in uh, revenues to around uh, 350. Uh, million dollars in in, in revenues while being on track to um, have the entire group profitable from next year onwards
1: wow so uh, that's amazing obviously you mentioned investors maybe let's talk about the fundraising as well but i think what the investors (laughs) would like to see always is how you scale right and you are growing you picked a big enough uh, home market germany but it also means that at some point you need to go international, as you already hinted, right? So where are you based uh, currently, in which markets, and where do you want to get to, if you can say?
2: Yeah, so our official headquarters is still beautiful Zurich. Um, obviously, we have offices in, in several different locations by now, and um, we have a significant number of people also based out of Berlin and, um, uh, and also Barcelona. Um, And we currently operate um, across Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Poland um, are just about also to um, launch um, into Italy. And our approach really is that um, we're here solving a, a global problem, right? So this is what we are currently doing. Is not only applicable um, to the markets that we're currently in, but we're looking to further expand across Europe um, very rapidly now over the next uh, coming uh, months and years. But then also we will look into going global, um, looking towards um, the US uh, and also Asia.
0: Wonderful. Um, what would be a critical piece of advice you would give your younger self?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and
1: noted, you're still young, but you know, <laughs> but, but younger. Still yeah, younger.
2: I think I don't know, to my myself or to everyone who's who's maybe starting a company. I think yeah, the most important thing would be um, that everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end, right? In my opinion, running a startup is a lot about uh, kind of dedication. It's a lot about persistence. It's, it's a lot about these kind of ups and downs that you're having on the way. And <clears throat> it's great to have. These kind of big events like now like a, a big fundraise um, and have a great reception from this but in order to get to this point it took a lot of hard work and sweat um, in order to get there and i think um, always when i see also people who have been working with us and now starting their own companies i think that's great because um because really starting a company is is, is the major personal growth journey that you can just under uh, independent of what the outcome will be but it's going to, it's going to be a growth journey for yourself. That's why I always recommend to do it. And yes, yeah, so I think the most important thing is just to know that no, no matter how hard the moments are, there's always a solution um, and you just have to stay persistent and then you will make it happen. I love that
1: quote. We will have to put it everywhere where you say everything will be all right. And if it's, if it won't be, it's not the end. So um, I love that. Think about it myself later on today. But fair enough. Obviously you're busy when you're building a business, right? And uh, it's, you don't have regular hours, but if you do have a moment, would you have a book or a a movie or documentary that you could recommend to aspiring entrepreneurs that uh, kind of spoke to you?
2: Yeah, Um, I I have limited time now, but um, I try to um, stay close a little bit. And, and I think one book that I read, which connects a little bit um, work, but also a bit of what I do outside, is, is a book called *The Inner Game of Tennis*. Um, and *The Inner Game of Tennis* really talks a lot about, next to all of the techniques that you require in tennis in order to uh, in order to succeed, really the uh, the mental strength that is required in order to. Um, in order to really, uh, excel because in tennis, there's a lot of amazing players out there, there's a lot of players that have a great technique that play amazing. And ultimately it's, it's about these uh, couple of balls that you either win or lose, um, these moments at the end of the game when there's, when it's really tight that you play your best or your worst tennis, um, and. I think that's very much driven ultimately by you in your own head and, and developing a, a very good mental strength allows you to excel in sport, but also allows you really to excel in, um, in your work.
1: Yeah, great, because I see that the champions, even if they're playing badly, they're still winning. Right? So <laughs> yeah. uh, Unbelievable, but fair enough.
0: Fabian, out of curiosity, how many hours do you work a day? And when you are not working, how exactly do you... F- what do you do to relax? And if you can share perhaps some trendy hobbies people are doing in the Berlin startup scene.
2: Yeah, you always need to work smart. So you need to try to work as efficient as possible. Um, ultimately, I think it, it shouldn't be about the number of hours that you work, but it should be about how, how ultimately smart you work. Ob- obviously, in, in tough times, then you have to work uh, much more, but you also have to find ways to uh, get out and relax a little bit. For me, what is the um, most important? way to relax is to actually play tennis. That's I guess goes back to the book there I also read, but, nice. but um, really playing tennis allows us, it allows me to have within like a very short period of time, you can go, you play for an hour, maybe an hour and a half, you're in a different world, uh, you concentrate on something completely different. Uh, you run, you sweat, um, and this way you you maybe, you know, get, get a couple of new thoughts also into your mind that allows you to really just think about something different. And then when you either come back or when you come back the next day, then you come back with uh, a lot more energy, which uh, allows you then to really uh, have some time off on the same side, but also then be better on the next day.
1: Right, exactly, because you need to concentrate on the ball, otherwise you can't hit it. And, <laughs> and that's a good thing because you completely unplug from the, the other worries that you have. But talking about worries, you just uh, raised a, a few million recently, right? What are the next milestones you want to hit and how do you want to spend all this money?
2: Yeah, so in our opinion, we're still in the very beginning. We operate in a $5.2 trillion market. Um, so there is still so much um, opportunity. Um, and we still represent just a fraction of uh, that, that total market. So we see ourselves still after a couple of years being in the very, very beginning, we still see a lot of um, additional opportunity. We want to really double down on um, our models that we've been proven until today. Um, we want to, at the same time, also further extend our reach um, into additional kind of first European markets, but then also um, go uh, towards the US um, and Asia and hopefully make um, as many customers as we can, um, as happy as we can.
0: Super. By the way, Fabian, I wanted to say that I've been loving the commercials of WeFox that I've been seeing. Um, where can interested parties reach you?
2: Yeah. Um, interested parties, uh, can always reach out on uh, any of our WeFox channels, of course, uh, or through, uh, LinkedIn, um, we're always looking for great talent to, um, to come on board, um, and to join us. Um, and I think these commercials that you may be referring to. So for the people that haven't seen it, so in Switzerland, we're currently doing a couple of commercials and we're, we're, we're trying to be humorous, right. And taking yeah. really a, a different approach, approach. towards yeah. insurance, um, uh, so to really bring it across that you live your life and you do what you like and you do what we what you enjoy and even if something bad happens you don't need to worry about it because we're here for you right and for this i think we um we've run these commercials and and also this describes a little bit for kind of the people also that, that we're looking for so so i think it's the combination out of um obviously very competent um very uh, kind of people that are extremely motivated, um, that want to really reinvent insurance together with us, but always uh, enjoy it, um, and like to have, like to have fun because I think this combination really makes a great team. And, and I think that's also what has, it's more difficult over, you know, video conference and also to, to connect to people. And that's why I'm really hoping that the world will also now open up, open back up a little bit again. And so that at least maybe not all days per week, but a few days per week. You still you again uh, meet each other kind of at um uh, the coffee machine in the office. you exchange a little bit, you change some thoughts you know on on what happened the the other day and, and then this way um, also get into a really collaborative mood and that's so what we've done in in this kind of time now with our offices we've actually rebuilt the offices in order to have much more focus on this and in order to have more common spaces in order to really focus on on exchange and I think with this with this raise obviously we want to and bring on additional uh, great people please feel free to reach out to us
1: great stuff well thank you very much for your time fabian and good luck to refox thanks a lot thank you for listening to voice of fintech podcast if you haven't already check out also voiceoffintech.com where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast you can also subscribe to voice of Intech on apple podcasts spotify google or any other podcast app that you like If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at voiceofintech.com. Happy to hear from you. Thank you.